Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Salut tout le monde. Hey everybody. What a hockey game. Now that, that is a good Stanley Cup final game. Happy Pride Month to everyone, to all our awesome fans. Thank you for everyone that's in the chat. We're going to be getting to all of you awesome people very, very soon. Uh, today, I am Marc Dumont. I will be your host for Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final, which, I'll be perfectly honest, I had to change my notes at the last minute there. I think we all thought the game was going a completely different way. You can see right now, my co-host, we have Avery here. We're going to bring him in just a moment. We're both huge Brett Kulak fans. Huge. Absolutely. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the Stanley Cup Final, but we're also going to have a 40-minute segment on the greatness that is Brett Kulak. Before we get into it, first of all, again, thank you all for joining us. Let us know how you thought, what you thought about the game. How worried were you that this was going to be a dud of a Stanley Cup Final? I'm just happy for Panthers fans to get to see that win. That is really cool. Uh, you know, something that'll grow the game exponentially in the United States. All right, before we get into it, we're going to have a word from our sponsors, those that bring us the uh, our stream. And once again, welcome to Game Over, Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. Every hit, every shot, every goal, even those in overtime. From all your favorite sports teams and players to professional trolls. That's what it says in my script, but I'm going to say professional uh, clutch players like Matthew Kachuk. With competitive odds, the best life playing in more ways than ever to get into the game. Like Minute Madness, our exclusive game with so many opportunities to win by the minute. Download the app in Ontario or use the QR code you see at the bottom of the screen. You can also head to Sports Interaction com slash sdpn to get started that is sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn to get started 19 plus please play responsibly avery everybody how was that for a hockey game wow that was something else mark and you know what we got a series now florida's back in this two to one and i'm 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 really happy for the florida fans it's gonna see the first ever Panthers Cup final game, FLA Arena. First ever. Sounded loud. That was a fun game to watch, Mark. And I think we all had the same idea that this was going towards a quick, quick, because I'll be perfectly honest, it wasn't the best game the Panthers have played in these playoffs. Uh, I think we're all going that same way. But, geez, we're going to get into it in the segment, and we're going to want the fans to tell us what they think. But Matthew Kachuk is not just becoming a face of the NHL. He's quickly becoming one of the most clutch guys in the NHL, isn't he? No, he totally is. He had the game winners we saw against the Boston Bruins. He had the game winners against Carolina. And now, here he is now, keeping keeping the the Panthers' season alive, really, because we know how tough it is to come back from being down on three. He scores to send this game to overtime. And he, you know what, Hick, right now, if he, if he scores one more game winner for the Panthers... We might see number 19 retired before the series is over. <laughs> Straight to the ra- After the last game, they're going to pull the sweater. You know when they give it to the fans usually at the end of the year? They're just going to whip yep. it up to the rafters. Like, and, yeah, <laughs> next year, Kachuk, number 18. How, how, how good, though, and, and tons of credit to Kachuk. Um, I think he might even have tipped that last goal. We're going to let the chat tell us whether or not he did. But Sergei Bobrovsky, is he back? You know, it, it seems like that because, you know, we all know about how early on in Panthers' tenure, he struggled in net. We saw how we saw the carousel of goaltending change for Florida between him, uh, Alex Lyon, um, Spencer Knight. But right now, he's getting hot at the right time. 
And that's all that matters in the postseason, really, is if your goalie can get hot at the right time, it can mean you're winning the Stanley Cup. And we all know, well, personally, as, a, as someone that's covered the Montreal Canadiens, I can attest that that is very much true. Because it's funny, though, Avery, we're talking about recently, the talk has been stop investing in goalies. You're talking about guys like Aiden Hill and, and Alex Lyon and, you know, going even way all the way back to Antiniemi with the Blackhawks. Is Sergei Bobrovsky kind of reminding people that once in a while having a, a, an established goalie that, that has a track record is worth it? No, totally. And uh, I remember this Mark mentioning uh, Anthony Emmy, the way he's um, standing on his head. Even I met, even um, getting hot at the right time. I think back to J.S. Jaguar when he got hot at the right oh, time yeah. in 2003 and turned into an actual brick wall for the Ducks um, late in those all three playoffs. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so we got uh, some comments here in the chat. Alfredo Garcia saying the refs were horrible. <laughs> listen i i mean i have carrie frazier that follows me on twitter and i've got uh, dave jackson uh fortunately i don't have dave peel that follows me so i have to be a little careful but the cross-checking penalty on radko gudis was one of the softest shittiest calls i've ever seen plus it was to even things up i mean the call on that you know the penalty that was taken because gudis got rammed the boards wasn't great but that cross-checking wouldn't have broken an egg. How, how do you feel the rest did in this game, Avery? Uh, you know, I I hate to be the, the I hate to be the guy that goes on the officiating, but all postseason long, Mark, they have just botched so many calls this postseason again. They've they've been awful. They've been terrible. We see them once again in this postseason. The officials getting things wrong, and I'm I'm not I'm not sure what you do, but man, the officiating these tough Mark has been straight doo doo. <laughs> straight straight doo-doo i like that that just you can you can't get worse than straight doo-doo that's it straight absolutely straight doo-doo uh we got carl the man is in sweden right now he's cheering the panthers islanders fans so a little bit of solidarity in the east is this a brand new series or was this just florida's uh kind of like the habs they're getting their one big win in the finals you know i would like for it to be i would like a game that gets them back in the series. So I called, and even even though I have Vegas winning, I have this series going a full seven games. So hopefully, this is the game that sparks the Panthers comeback because we did see life from this Panthers team defensively, and guys like Carter Verhage, like Matt Kachuk, finding ways to get to the net and getting goals in the series in this game here, Mark. I'm excited for the Panthers, and we're going to talk about the Golden Knights. It's not going to be a purely pro Panthers uh, uh, stream, but. You have guys like um, Barkov that hasn't really, or, you know, Reinhardt, that haven't really made a huge impact yet. Uh, you know, so there's still potential for the Florida Panthers if some of these guys wake up to uh, to really, you know, take, take over. I feel like this was a big emotional win. The kind of win that you know your locker room opponents, your opponents in the locker room are having a really bad night, right? Because they're, what, two minutes away from essentially guaranteeing they're going to go home with some silverware. So how do you think the Golden Knights bounce back from this one? Ooh, well, you know, I got to say, first of all, that's a demoralizing loss to the Golden Knights in a game in which a lot of things went right for you. You, you scored power play goals when your power play all year long has been bad. I mean, watching oh. Vegas get into the Oilers, their power play was anemic, but seeing Vegas power play get two goals in, the, in, um, in this game, a rare feat, you know, you got to be right on cloud nine. But if you're Vegas, you got to reestablish your forecheck. You got to pressure um, in Game Five back at home, and we know how loud and how um, and, uh, we, and 
of like, like, a, like a better, a lack of a better term, annoying Vegas can be with that crowd because it's one of the more raucous ones in all of the NHL. So I think Vegas has to establish four check, get pressure on Roski early on, and try to get a score sheet within the first five minutes. Something that, that they've done quite often in this postseason, Mark. Yeah, they've really well. I mean, I feel like both teams have done a great job taking advantage of you know their chances. Like the Panthers are such a good counterattack team it's been it's been working like a charm for them we have okay the john van biesburg has been referenced a couple times so we're i think i'm gonna say right now Burbarovsky's probably been much better um we, we've also have some people telling us to settle down a little bit okay uh, I, I, because we're, we're we're a little too excited about the panthers but i seriously think that this is a brand new series avery like we're, we're, we're looking at a team that essentially took all the momentum away even though they lost the first two games or am i just Am I just exaggerating here? You know, I wouldn't count this team out because we saw we saw the Florida Panthers battle back from being down three to one to the Boston Bruins, the best regular season team were not in NHL they're, history. They were not bad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and knocked it out in round one. So no, I'm not absolutely not going to um, count Florida out, even though yes, they are playing the number one team in Western Conference, the very good, the very elite uh, Vegas Golden Knights. You mentioned it earlier, if guys uh, other guys that's roster can step up. You still have uh, Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair. Bennett, sorry, Bennett's who I meant to say. I think Reinhardt's been... I, I meant to say Bennett earlier. That's the guy I had in oh, mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, there's a team that still has uh, Bennett, Duclair, other weapons that have played great other games that they can step up as well in Game 5. Then, yeah, I'm not going to say it's impossible to see this series go to a Game 6. If um, we're looking at... Okay, Jay Cherry mentions here. It says Kachuk has put himself on an elite level. Who 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 does he kind of remind you of? Because I'm trying to have I'm hard I'm having a hard time. Well, I'm having a hard time getting the sentence out, but I'm having a hard time thinking of a guy that combines that physical play, the 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 trolling. Let's be honest, he's fantastic at driving people up the wall, and <laughs> the ability to back it up. Like I don't want to say he's like Zlatan, okay, because that's really pushing it, but. Hey man, he's the kind of guy that, that that really yaps a lot, opens his mouth, but he can back it up. There are few players in the NHL like that, right? Yeah, no, there's yeah, there those guys there are that, that's well, you know, those lot even though even though it's football, I think a lot of times are really good comparison, but um yeah, guys who can back up the NHL. Oh, I'm trying to think right? really big guys. Maybe the chat can, can help us out with some guy. Like he kind of uh, makes me think a little bit of Patrick Roy back in the day, like pretty cocky, but you couldn't do much about it because he was gonna go out there and win. Mm-hmm. Marchand. Okay, yeah. There you go. Hunter Hunter F in the chat mentions it. It's Brad Marchand. Yes. Yes, Brad Marchand. Yeah, exactly. But, Brad but Marchand is... He has a physical element that Marchand doesn't. Like, Marchand, yeah, he's a little ball of hate, and I'd say he's probably a little more productive. But Kachuk can go out there and absolutely lay you out. Now, we saw tonight. Took a little bit of his own medicine, but bounced back. I feel like he just has... Almost like an Eric Lindros skill set. And, and I know I'm aging myself a little bit here, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, is it, maybe I'm getting a little too excited. Maybe it's a little too late, but I almost feel like he has some Lindros to him. A little bit. I mean, um, you know, you know, um, I, I know, I know his dad didn't talk, but Keith was a, that physical forward who had to really back up his play. Oh, and he was play, dirty. But, Keith Kachuk was yeah. dirty. <laughs> but Keith didn't really talk, though. I know Keith was dirty, but Keith wasn't really a, a yapper, if I recall correctly. So yeah. He, he, we're looking at other than Kachuk, who do you think? And we're going to talk about Bobrovsky. Do you think that Brendan Montour is going to, because he, hey, he's up to what, um, seven goals? 
Seven the goals, yeah. One since game one of the Leafs series. We saw him get injured at the end there. We saw Gudas as well. If the chat can provide us an update, that'd be great. But um, Brandon Montour isn't spoken of as, as an elite defenseman. Do you think maybe he's entering that? Uh, I mean, he should be. But maybe now in the public image, Brandon Montour could be considered an elite defenseman? You know, I think I think I definitely do think Montour can be in that conversation. He is someone who quietly has been producing. Oh, oh. my camera just went off. Oh, oh. that's fine. We all remember how glorious you look with your with your great uh, with your great uh, style. Um, <laughs> while you figure this out, okay. So they're saying right now. Robert mentioned that is Carter. I have to copy paste his name. Verhage's uh, fourth uh, career playoff OT goal, which is huge. That's a huge amount of goals. Um, Zach mentions, and and Zach would know it quite well. Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, you know. Um... What would I was you say? Did you hear? Did gonna... you hear what I said there? Sorry, Zach is mentioning yeah, cool. Leon Dreisaitl might be a good comparison for a guy like uh, Matthew Kachuk. And and you know what? Size wise, Ooh. grit wise, scoring ability wise, I don't know if Dreisaitl is as much of a troll, but uh, that's not a bad comparison. <laughs> that's not. And people and people forget Leon's Leon's a big boy. Leon's got si- has size to him too. I know it may not. Uh, I know sometimes it may not uh, appear on TV that way at times. But you see Leon in person, you know, Leon's a big boy. That's all, that's all a bad comparison from. Absolutely. Or, or from Zach. Where Adam Firebear is mentioning the Legion of Doom line, and, and, and it's true. You always, have, But I always forget, is it, it's Michael Renberg that was the third guy on there, right? It was Mark. It was, yes. Okay, and John Michael LeClaire. Renberg. Mm-hmm. That was one of the most fun lines to watch, unless you're a Habs fan, because they, they they essentially, they, they were like the government there subsidizing that line. Um, okay, we, we and Dakota, who, big Panthers fan saying here, uh, Swaggy's just clutch, and it's always fun to have a guy on your lineup that you know is gonna really pick it up for a big game. Uh, and the swagger is back. So, what do the Golden Knights have to do now? Game two, you said score early, but do they have to pay a little more attention to a guy like uh, uh like Kachuk? I I think so. I think in your game plan for Bruce Cassidy, you have to find ways to keep uh, to slow down Kachuk to um, watch him in the offensive zone. You have no choice, or else you're gonna get burned. Yeah, we saw we saw how he, we saw how he gave fits to the Bruins, to the Hurricanes. He has to be a guy you watch out for and you try to game plan around. Come game five, absolutely. I just feel like if you're going to focus on him a little, because right, we saw tonight uh, Maurice was keeping a, a, his top lines away from uh, the Vegas top line, so the line matching is in Panthers' favor. By game by game six, that'll no longer be the case. Uh, sorry, but yeah, by game six, no, game five. That'll no longer be the case. I feel like Kachuk obviously can just absolutely buffet on these on guys that aren't at his level. So they're going to have to pay attention to him there. We're, we're seeing Carl the Man is saying Gudas for MVP because he's an elite offensive defenseman and he has a great beard. Okay, great beard. Absolutely. As from someone who's got blonde hair and I just don't grow beards because no one with light hair should ever grow beards. That's just the way it works because it comes out white and patchy and orange. And it's, it really, I look like a disheveled potato farmer, which is exactly what (laughs) one of my bosses told me once I wanted to go live with the halves. And she's like, shave that. That's your, you look terrible. He does have a hell of a beard, but let's, let's get away from the joke part. Gudis is very underrated. A lot of people think that he's a goon and I get it. He's dirty. He's incredibly efficient in his own zone. He's what we would actually call a defensive defenseman, but not just an excuse for saying he's bad defensively, 
Gudas is damn good in his own zone. Do you agree with that? No, totally. He's one of the more responsible D-men in his own zone. And of course, I know I know Zach would agree with me that one of the guys who want to see Edmonton um, was Radko Gudas, someone who I think Orlick fans still want to see um, come to this team in the fall. But no, Radko Gudas has been one of the more defensively responsible D-men for Florida. But I think one thing too, I know the cons might talk. I think the cons might, for the most part, defers to player who scores the most points in the postseason as opposed to at times the best player. Mm-hmm. And so I so I think if, if Gudis was in that points debate, he might get that more. But no, I think he certainly is one of the better D-men in this league right now, especially one of the more responsible ones for the Panthers we see in this postseason mark. Every, every year, every team tries to find a guy like Radko Gudis before the playoffs and they end up with guys like Ben Sherratt. Like that's, that's, you know, like it's not all big guys are created equal. And, and I would say that really every GM would love to guy, have a guy like Gudis, but they're, they're so few and far between that are just great in their own zone, but don't do much offensively. So keep paying those first round picks for guys like Sherratt though. That's, that's, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't be trashing the Panthers now. It's a, it's a celebration of the Panthers. They had that mistake with Sherratt, but now that he's no longer there, they're, they're advancing uh, to the Stanley Cup final. Now, Avery, you bring up the MVP. I think it's really interesting now because going into it, th- this chat, I was thinking we're going to be talking about Eichel or Marchessault. Now, let's debate that side of it for the Vegas Golden Knights. If they go on to win the Stanley Cup, who do you think? You can name a third, but uh, let's be honest. It comes down to those two. Who do you think deserves it? Uh, I think Marshy is definitely going to be a guy who will be the, I think right now it stands the clubhouse leader. But I think, I think for Vegas side, Aiden Hill will get a good look. I think Aiden Ooh. Hill is a guy who definitely will get a look and be in strong consideration to be uh, the Conn Smythe winner if Vegas does win this series. I think Marshy right now is the leader in that race on the Vegas side. But I think Aiden Hill is going to be number two from on my part. Mm-hmm. And again, we saw what he did. What he, I, I mean, Coming to the postseason, I don't think he would ever been in that consideration coming in when um, they started. We saw him play wonderfully when Laurent Brossois went down against the Oilers. We saw him play great against Dallas. So I think if he's able to bounce back going forward the rest of the games here, I think Aiden Hill gets gets a good look to be the Conn Smythe guy for Vegas. I love that you mentioned him because okay, this was actually, I thought the first two games, Florida probably had the advantage in chance. Well, no, they did in five-on-five five chances. Special teams is is just a disaster like the, the the i mean they did it ended up being okay but the panthers are like kind of like uh, kevin bringing the chili into the office when the special teams are, are are coming into play you know like something bad's gonna happen but those first two those first two games i feel like that he was a big reason why the golden knights really took that series lead now tonight it goes back to sergey Bobrovsky. does he get considered for the con smite or is it just actually hold on i'm gonna go back to the eichel debate i'm gonna suggest that eichel deserve some consideration here because he leads them in points he set the record for uh golden knights points in the playoffs and it's just fun to see him on a team where he's healthy and he's surrounded by good players like that's just the greedy hockey player in me that wants to see it um he'll finish the playoffs as the leading scorer most likely jack eichel almost all of his points or his assist his primary assist which that's what he's doing best of an even strength does Eichel not deserve to be up there with uh, Marchesso and Aiden Hill? No, uh, valid. No, very valid point. I think Eichel uh, could could be in there as well too. And you know what I like about Jack Eichel is you mentioned 
how he's scoring what he's doing for Vegas. He's not the only guy. I mean, we saw it in Buffalo. He was the man. I think he, I think he played more comfortably because he doesn't have to be the number one guy. He doesn't have to be that end all be all guy. He's mm-hmm. surrounded by um around Stone by Stone by Chandler Stevenson other other options. He can just be a cog in the machine that is Vegas as opposed to being that number one guy who lives and dies by what he does. That pass though to Marcher. So who by the way undrafted if he ends up winning the con smythe an undrafted player winning the con smythe would be i think it would be the first time ever without checking i'm going to just confidently say it would be the first time ever but uh, i just love seeing what eichel can do it's so good for hockey to have the superstars you know really really performing uh incredibly well okay so we're yeah dakota mentions like man thanks thanks for mentioning Masha. so for I, i still think it's brilliant that even if they gave him away and they paid that they're still back here facing him. I know it's kind of ironic, but it just goes to show Florida, the Sherrod thing wasn't great and neither was their expansion, but they've done pretty darn good in the last couple of years to really revamp themselves and become, uh, you know, I don't think we would have called them a contender during the season, but it's hard to deny that the Florida Panthers uh, aren't built for the playoffs. This is a team that was essentially built to make some noise in the playoffs, weren't they? No, of course. And, you know, I, what I love about the NHL market that compared to most other leagues, you don't, you rarely see compared to other leagues, the number, the quote unquote number eight seed. It's funny how the heat, the heat in the yeah, Panthers. The heat. I was just thinking it, of the it, heat. Yeah. Number eight seeds in, in playing a championship. But you see it more often in hockey compared to basketball yep. or baseball. There's the LA Kings that did it. The Habs did it against the Bruins several times. The Sens did it against the Habs. Yeah. The Royals in 06 against Carolina where the number eight seed made it to the cup final. So I love seeing the lowest seed make it all the way. I'm, I'm a big fan of teams being a giant killer, but it's fun. And Florida has shown that they are not your typical 8 seed. They have enough weapons to really put some fear in some of the bigger teams in the Western Conference. Now, I did find this funny is that Leon Dreisaitl is still leading the NHL in goals. <laughs> what, what, what do we make of that? Is that just because he's so damn dominant? Because, I, I, I mean, I feel like he hasn't played in about a month, uh, which, like, that, that, that was supposed to be an exaggeration, but it might be accurate um is does leon dreisaitl get consideration for the con smith avery <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be funny a guy who it's funny we had we had the same debate there was the same debate last year with Connor mcdavid yeah after all his loss to um to the um to avalanche wouldn't that be funny if a guy who didn't even make it to the third round comes out in a suit to take win the con right? smith yeah it's mine I, I, I didn't even i didn't even win i didn't even make this round three the con smith is mine but it's funny, but it goes to show, yeah, again, just how dominant the Andrei Seidel can be. We saw it one time we're working very well, and we saw how on the power play, on the power play, that is where Leon Seidel is in his element. And any team would love that. I mean, heck, the man was challenging Tim Kerr for the most power play goals of all time in a single season, a record that doesn't get talked about enough in terms of how hard it is to break. He, he, he fell, what, three goals short of Tim Kerr's mark in a single season. Yeah, and we're, Robert mentions, uh, yeah, he tied. So they're tied now, Masha. So so I still think if you look at goals per, per 60, you probably got Dreisaitl uh, way up there. Now, we're, we're talking about, everyone has essentially the same con Smythe guys, but let's talk about this series. What went from possibly being a pretty, like a snoozeworthy series is setting up to be pretty darn exciting. So I want the chat to let us know, who do you think is going to take the next game? Because all the momentum 
is in Florida's corner. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get to you. But I honestly feel like Florida's going to come out flying in the next game. And, and if Vegas allows them to score that first goal, they're going to be in big trouble. Because once you've got that momentum in the playoffs, it's really hard, hard to stop. And I think um, that was their ninth overtime win. Is that, is that, uh, someone can double check that for me, but they're almost reaching like Habs and 93 level of overtime wins. So there's something special in the air when your team knows going into overtime that they're going to win. Uh, and I think obviously the Florida Panthers have just all, all the confidence. Um, yeah, so I'm not your friend, buddy. Well, I'm not your guy, friend. Uh, saying Big Waltz <laughs> boy should win the Smythe regardless of which, each, which team wins. Um, Bob, uh, too, if there was no risk of him, yeah. So the issue that a lot of people have is that losing teams should never get the con Smythe. I remember, I think the last guy was what, uh, Jigai? Is he? Uh, yes, it was. And that was so tough because if you go back, I believe his mother was actually quite sick or she had just, just passed away and it was playing on him. You can see when he got that con Smythe, he was like just upset about it. But now, would you be a, would you be against that, giving it to a, a guy on the losing team? No, not at all. If the best player in the playoffs is on the losing team, doesn't matter. The award is for the best playoff performer. Doesn't matter if it's if the team loses or not. It's to it's award to the best playoff performer. It could be a guy on the winning team or the losing team. That's how it is. You don't have to give it to the guy on the winning team if the best playoff performer wasn't on that side. Yeah, no, I love that. I, I absolutely love that concept. And especially if a guy like Kachuk has just almost willed them to the playoffs and almost willed them through the playoffs, right? And that's that is underrating everyone else. But if you had to circle one guy, it would be Kachuk. Now, if it, but the thing is. There are, there are strong con candidates on both sides, so that probably won't happen. Um, okay, Dakota brings up a pretty cool... Dakota Perrin says, do it for Luongo. I feel like everyone in the entire NHL, except for maybe Vegas fans, want to see Lo Roberto Luongo just celebrate. He reminds me, you know the Sopranos when they're, they're, they're cheering for um, uh, Anthony's kid there? And, and, and they're like, oh yeah, they're all excited. That's what Ro Roberto Luongo reminds me every time he's <laughs> celebrating one of, those, one of those big wins. How great would it be to see Roberto Luongo with a cup? No, that would be amazing. And Roberto's been one of the more likable guys throughout the entire history in NHL. Right. And he, I think he's someone who definitely deserves to, that was when the, that was when the Stanley Cup won a Stanley Cup as a member of the Panthers front office. That would be an amazing story to see. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And he's just just a good guy, you know. So we always want to root. You know, we always talk about there's good people in hockey. There's not that many good people in hockey, if we're being <laughs> perfectly honest. <laughs> um, like, honestly, uh, you know, there's, there's a few there and there. You know, I, I love Tyler Toffoli, for example. But uh, Roberto Luongo is legitimately one of those good guys. Um, they're saying here, Florida, oh, Florida in seven. Also, Carl Lemann saying Florida in seven. Dakota saying Florida. Ugh. Florida in seven would be a pretty cool, cool, cool ending. I feel like we're really underestimating the Golden Knights now. But what's your call for how the rest of this series will unfold? Oh wow! You know, I I do think Vegas takes. Um, I do think Vegas does take Game Five. But again, I don't think this is the end of the Florida Panthers. They're too good to go down in five or even six. So I can definitely see them battling back at home and finding ways to force game seven. Like I mentioned off the top, Mark, seeing FLA Live and seeing people who were down yeah. um, at the game tonight among fans, among media, it seemed like a raucous barn. And I know and that and that really has an effect. Some people might some people might downplay crowds, but that has an effect on a player on a team. So I definitely want to see us go back to Florida once again because that was a fun atmosphere. 
uh, tonight, Mark. Well, you brought it up at the start of the show. The first ever win in the Stanley Cup. And, and I, like, uh, I don't want to insult Nikita Kucherov here, but just one win in the Cup Final is still something worth celebrating, right? And when we talk about growing the game, I know a lot of Canadians are going to roll their eyes, and I'm, I don't I don't care for it. Roll your eyes all you damn want as on your way to Tim Hortons for some mediocre coffee. But it's good for the game to have, you know, to have cities like Florida, big markets, uh, enjoy hockey, kind of embrace it. This is this is what you need to grow the game. And again, I've heard all the criticism. A lot of it's just based in jealousy. But let's be perfectly honest. American teams have been doing a better job getting themselves prepared to win the Stanley Cup. So this isn't... I know we can all blame Bettman. And hey, I'll boo him. I'll, I'll boo him. If I, see boo, if I see him on the street, I will park my car. I will run up to him and I will boo him. They had to tell me at the Bell Center once because he was coming to talk to some of the employees. They're like, Mark, you shut the F up. Like, you do not boo Gary Bettman when he comes into the room. But I'm going to say American teams overall have done a better job getting themselves not just ready for the playoffs, but investing, going all in on making a Stanley Cup run. Is, is, do you agree with that? No, you're, you're not wrong. I know people like to throw the conspiracy of, oh, Batman hates Canadian teams. Batman might... hates Canada. It, it's silly. There, there are fair criticisms to make him your Batman. There are many criticisms to make him Batman. But him holding back Canadian teams, the Canadian team doing because of him, is completely asinine. That's not an actual thing that happens. Canadian teams and the, and the building up of these teams have not been enough in certain times to win a Stanley Cup. Thank you. Have gone, have gone against them, sure. I mean, there have been, there have been bad breaks. Absolutely, there have been, there have been bad breaks. You can, you can cite bad breaks for many for different teams. You, you can cite, you know, the missed goal in 04 for Martangelna against Tampa. You can cite the unfortunate injury. Oh, I Olsen. remember that. That was such a good series, too. That was one of the best yeah. Stanley Cup final series. Yeah. And you can you can also reference 06, Edmonton, Carolina. Edmonton, if Rosen won, doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. If Edmonton doesn't blow a 3-0 lead in game one, they probably wouldn't they probably wouldn't game they probably win that series. But the idea of blaming the stuff on Batman, I just think is ridiculous. And you're right, Mark. I love the Sunbelt markets. I I love what these markets bring to the game in terms of growth, in terms of new fans, mm-hmm. new eyeballs getting in this game. And when people and I I always see the trolls, the jokes, you know, of of ah ha ha, you know, move so and so Sunbelt team, move this, move that. There are so many players now who are in the NHL. We're, we're in an era now, Mark. We've reached a point in which we've had Sunbelt teams long enough, Mark, in the NHL to now have Sunbelt children yeah. in the league. We've got kids who played in NHL, who grew up, who are from California, who are from Nevada, who are from Arizona, who are from Florida, who grew up watching these teams. So don't tell me these teams don't have an impact on hockey when you've got kids in the NHL who grew up watching these teams down in Southern America. And the cool part here is you have... Jack Eichel and um, Matthew Kachuk, who are American-born, like like the, the the bitter Canadian to me can't even say like oh our players no no like the the stars that are leading both the sides are from the United States and that again as you mentioned is born from the early investment. Now in Kachuk's case, it was, it was, his dad was playing in the states, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, still that it's really fun to see because that's again the NHL has always lagged behind other leagues just because of that lack of an appeal to, to, to other regions. Right. So, you know, I, I will say this though, and I don't want to, I don't want to put a negative note and we're going to get into some fun stuff just in a minute, but I feel the way the NHL scheduled this, it couldn't have been worse if it was done by a drunken octopus. Like what the hell is going on here? Like Avery, who, 
who who did this? Who who the Memorial Cup started two days after the Panthers clinched, and it ended right after the Panthers played first their first game of the final. Like that's a whole GD tournament that got slotted in there. What's the NHL doing, Avery? Is it is this? I know it's tough to book rinks, but I feel like they've really done a disservice. What a coincidence to their own product by the way they've scheduled this and kind of marketed this final. Right? Like I. I'm I'm baffled in terms of how the NHL has done scheduling of this Cup final, other playoff games. It's as if like, do you not want people to to watch to your product the way they scheduled games, um, both on ABC and on on TNT? Like it's it's baffling stuff, and this this could but possibly turn people off because of just how odd the 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 breaks games have been changed or time. Like this is not how a big four league operate when it comes to scheduling games mark it isn't and, and i'll be honest at one point i kind of just slipped my mind that the final hadn't ended i like it, you know i was just like oh yeah there's there is hockey today but hey now we only have to wait until saturday for the next game so we're gonna get the first saturday stanley cup final game who do you think is gonna play and i'd love to hear from the chat on this one who do you think is gonna play the biggest role in the next game is it gonna be a goalie it's gonna be a forward is gonna be one of these Defenseman, I feel like Pitarangelo has been kind of quiet. You know, he's always pretty decent in the playoffs. We'll we'll see what the chat says, but who do you think is going to play the biggest role in game uh, game number four? Uh, you know, I'm going to go defenseman. I'm going to go on the biggest. I'm going to I'm going to go with Zach Whitecloud. He is Ooh. someone who I think I I like what Whitecloud's brought all postseason all along. I think he's going to be an X factor for Vegas going for uh, in the game on Saturday night, Mark. I absolutely love that. And as Dakota mentions in our chat here, scheduling was horrendous and it ruined the momentum for the Panthers, which I, I didn't bring that up, but that's actually the best point. Dakota, do you want my job? Is that, is, are you coming for my job? The best point <laughs> here is that the Panthers, the reward for clinching early was lose all your momentum. Like that, yeah. That's, that's terrible. That is absolutely horrible on the part of the, uh, the NHL. And you'd figure this is golden for the NHL. I know... Not a big market, whatever, but this is how you actually grow the game. So this has been the opportunity to do it. Now, one of the reasons I'm sure, and I haven't got, I haven't checked, is is just that rinks are busy and whatnot. But usually the NHL will actually hold certain dates, right? So they'll get priority, especially if they're the lead uh, tenant. And it just feels like they kind of, what, what bothered me the most wasn't just the first, the big gap. It was after game two, there was a, what, a four day gap between game two and game three? Like that's, I don't think. I've ever had we've ever gone through that before have we I'm trying to think back now that I don't think that's ever happened no I don't think so and you mentioned the whole gap with Florida waiting I know I know um there is uh there is a value when it comes to rest and wanting to recover but too much rest is a bad thing and then these gaps we up momentum like it I just find it so odd how we're uh, killing momentum and killing um the movement of players who you know want to keep this this series going yeah and we stopped for four days we stopped for five days like and the fans it, too right like the fans kind of mm-hmm. you know they, they, they the party kind of stopped yeah exactly you're you're hurting interest you're hurting your own product like this is not how and we see other leagues we see in the nba the northern finals game every couple of days we yeah. know there's not going to really be much of a big gap um in emmy finals there isn't going to be much of a big gap if for for the world series or mlb playoffs only nhl likes the the NHL sees a rake 
and steps on it on purpose way too often. <laughs> the, the crusty, the, cr- the crusty, the clown of uh, of hockey leagues constantly, <laughs> constantly, <laughs> just absolutely constantly. Now, one thing that I think is pretty cool for, and, and also I always forget this because I'm 150 years old. Like I. I, 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 when I went to, to school, YouTube didn't exist. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there, right? Like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it, the first internet I went on to was like a BBS and it wasn't really internet. So let's just, I, I started coding for HTML on Notepad, but not the computer program Notepad, like a literal Notepad. We had Notepads <laughs> and we'd write the code with pencil. Uh, that, that being said, I think it's pretty darn cool here that Bruce Cassidy is gone went to the cup but like i know any nhl coaches are all classy and all that but man it must be pretty pretty fucking cool for him to look at the bruins get eliminated right away and him just kind of flex his way to the stanley cup final do you think he's smiling on the inside there a little bit you know he, he should be yeah he, i would I, why not you know the team that let you go lost in the round in the first round is he at home and you are now two and three for a cup final yeah heck yeah i know i know he won't really do it though I would because I'm petty. But yeah, he definitely <laughs> Like, Bruce Cassidy is one of the better coaches in the league. Yeah. I know he's a rep- reputation for being, I know he's a reputation for being a, one of the more, one of the more harder coaches on his players in the league. But the man finds ways to get the most out of his club. He's on Vegas 2 and 4 Cup final. Teams do well under him. So yeah, he should definitely pump his chest a little bit. I, I, w- I would be like posting on their Instagram account, like lol, you know, like, like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there was a picture of um, Boston. They ended up in uh, Tottenham. They ended up, they ended up, they ended up going to take a picture with the Tottenham Spurs, which I don't think Boston knew what the Spurs are essentially, you know, they're, they're a meme. They're, they're the bottling meme, like, right. They're the, the EPL representation of failure. And also I am an Arsenal fan. I'm just going to put it out there. But uh, if I was Bruce Cassidy, I would be so petty and that's where I'm a Viking when I'm petty. Like I, I, I would just absolutely be sending messages to some of my, the guy that fired me like, Hey, are you busy? If you want to come watch the game, I got tickets for you. You know, like I know you don't have much going on right now. Might as well come on down. Um, Dave brings up a great point in the chat here that I actually completely forgot. It's the, I mean the heat, right? That's one of the, the issues with the, with the, uh, with the scheduling, I guess. Obviously, you're going to give priority to the NBA. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's a that's a good point, Mark. And let's be honest. Let's be honest now. As great as this run is, the NBA, the NBA is a far bigger league than the NHL, and it always will be. Let's again, let's again, twisted here. The NBA's reach is a thousand times more in impact on sports, a thousand times more in hockey. That's never going to change. So yes, I can see why they'll take priority. Hey, just one tweet about Zion Williamson gets more attention than the entire NHL season, okay? <laughs> you know, I'm just... <laughs> y'all can look it up. Y'all can look it up. But now, what's interesting about that is what I wanted to, to kind of... And we've, we've been running along. I forgot to say, subscribe. I even, as I was mentioning how old I am, I forgot what I was saying. That's how old I am. Please like and subscribe or else Adam Wilde um, will uh, take my computer away and buy another season ticket for himself at the uh, Leafs games. But what I was going to say, rough, our bosses are just the absolute meanest, right? They're just never supportive. They're never going to know. We have the best bosses in the world. What I was going to say, though, is going back to what you're mentioning about the NBA, one of the reasons that they let the personalities shine. So we're seeing a guy like Matthew Kachuk 
going people and and hockey fans are always like oh my god wow we had you know one of our guys was on there what do you think the, the nhl can do better to i don't think it's an issue with the players i think it's an issue how they market them obviously we raise them to be hockey robots but what can the nhl do better to have more opportunities for guys like matthew kachuk honestly well i think keep that synergy well first of all i would love to see the NBA, I know, I know ESPN is the NBA Finals. Make an NHL, make an NBA on TNT panel in Sunrise. Do you, do you bring down? Oh, I know, Char, I know um, Charles down there. Bring down Kane, those guys yeah. to Sunrise and do a little synergy between the NBA and NHL crew in Florida. But also, too, one thing about Magic Chuck is that one thing with hockey too, Mark, is that I'm not sure there's a lot of guys in the league who want to be that guy. We we saw PK being that guy, mm-hmm. you know. Matthew Kachuk is that guy because they get you know, criticized, right? They get guy. they get absolutely yeah. demolished for having a personality. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the problem is that you know, yes, the league needs to be better, but yeah, a lot. I don't think a lot of guys want to be that that gregarious, that outgoing because they're so afraid of you know, oh, the crest first, the team first. At the same time, though, yes, okay, you want to take care of your team, but not do anything hurt you guys financially because every other sport has guys out there who get out there and increase their value, increase the league's value. And hockey guys don't do that for the most part. And we see why the NHL lags behind every other league because not every guy, but a lot of guys would rather be anonymous and never stand out and never be in the commercials and never be the face of anything. They don't want to be him. They don't want to be him. No. They don't want to be that that, that guy. Yes, thank Carl like the stream to avoid it's not just that if if we don't get you guys and and ladies and gentlemen to like the stream actually steve sneaks into our house at night and steals our pillows and he replaces them with bags of old rotten apples like it's it's the meanie it's it's so rough it's really rough to uh, <laughs> uh to work here now we're gonna wrap it up because uh obviously the game went late and um i think everyone's got some work to do i intelligently push my work till after the stream tonight so i have some writing to do myself but avery what do we're gonna go one two what do the golden knights have to do to win game four what's important for them i think we're important i think i said earlier is i'm establishing the four check and really just getting pressure on mm-hmm. florida early florida also because we we have seen the vegas four check cause havoc in the postseason we saw them causing nightmares against dallas causing nightmares against Against the Edmonton Oilers, this is a team in which, when when they're pressure, they're a very hard team to stop when they get going, and they're a very complete team on all four lines. When Bruce Cassidy can line match, it's tough to stop them. So really, I just think really it's get, get the four check going early and find ways to get Jonathan Barbosky early and often. I think Mark that would be a key for them in Game Five. Yeah, not, game don't four. don't stress out about it too too much either, right? Because they have to keep in mind that they they. You know, they, they were probably the better team tonight, if we're being perfectly honest. Oh, Claire's heading out, and oh, Carl, Carl's going to work. Jeez. All right. Are you going to go line up for oh, some wow. terrible... Is there terrible Tim Hortons near where you live, Carl? But hey, have a great shift. And Claire's leaving, and I always have to say... I didn't say hi, Claire, because I always do, but I'm going to say bye, Claire. She's in every single stream I've done for the last five years. doesn't matter where it is. So Claire is my Matthew Kachuk, is my MVP. Let's finish it out here. Again, we're going to thank Robert for moderating all the awesome people. Thank you so much for joining us. Honestly, it means a lot. We'll give the last word to you, Avery. Um, what, what what do the Panthers have to do here to, to, to tie up this series? Ooh, what do the Panthers have to do to tie up this series? That's a, that is a... Because it's not just a moment. Like, yes, they have the momentum, but mm. 
I mean, they still have to. It's it's still a huge hill to climb here. It is. I think Aussies being responsible in their own end of the puck. That's gonna be the big thing. Like we've seen, we've seen this team. We know they got this uh, strong defense, but I think it's really a matter of being smart with the puck in your own end of the ice and and get to the front of that. Get the Aiden Hills. Get in front of Aiden Hill because I think in this series we've seen how we we've seen how important it is. High danger chances are for both teams. Yep. Really, I think for Florida, it's being responsible in front of your own net with guys like um, if Goose is back. And then again, really just high danger chance. That's going to be a big thing for Florida to try and continue to get on in Hill, Mark. I think it all comes down to uh, which coach is more petty. <laughs> so whoever, whoever, because it's a good point here that Paul Maurice also, there could be some pettiness on that end too, right? Yes. He went through there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to end it now. Hi, Adam. Bye, Adam. Thank you everyone for Dave, uh, for being in the chat. Dakota, much appreciated. As per usual, the chat was excellent. Thank you to everyone at SDPN. Uh, thank you, Avery. I'll be back. So unfortunately, uh, you won't see Avery. That sucks. You're, we're losing the best part of me, but I'll be back on uh saturday and we have possibly samantha might join us we'll see but if not it's going to be julian mckenzie well actually i convinced julian to come on board and julian is just one of my favorite people overall and you know what we might even sneak in some andrew berkshire in there so it'll be a, a little bit of a, a reunion between us three and that'll be on saturday for game over immediately after game four of the stanley cup final the series is tied 2-1 the panthers had a heroic 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 game now that was just matthew kachuk's becoming a legend because of it and uh you know what we got ourselves a series and i think that's what's the most important thing so shout out to all the golden knights fans shout out to all the panthers fans and uh we will see you on saturday that's it for us salut and have a great night later game over powered by sports interaction canada sportsbook